Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for tuning into the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. This is your host, Cody Mallory, on Twitter, at RealCodyMallory. Once again, joined by my two co-hosts, Anthony Dittmar, on Twitter, that's at Anthony Dittmar underscore, and Joe Farrow, on Twitter, that's at the Joe Farrow. What's going on, guys? What's good, bro? What's what a good? win today. What a win last night against the Knicks, like yesterday afternoon, I would say. Like, Kevin Durant's just insane. He'd be the MVP of the NBA if he never got injured. I'll leave it at that. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, facts. With, everybody with any kind of a brain that knows basketball knows that KD is the MVP if he, has, if he didn't get injured. But, man, just incredible performance yesterday. It was electric when Kyrie Irving entered the building. It was like, yep. that sure was awesome to see. Yeah, and then Kyrie Irving after the game. He's on the court with Kevin Durant. Yeah, it was like a and, little, little, little uh, fu to Eric Adams. It's like I got to yeah. pay for courtside seats. I can't even sit with the team, but I'm allowed in the locker room. <laughs> like, I fuck. mean, that's since we kind of got started on it. Let's discuss the Kyrie situation before we go into the actual game. Um, like you just said, so yeah, sure. He came walking in. I think it was the second quarter when he that he got shown walking to, to his uh, seats. Malika yeah, there was like, Andrews. There was like five minutes left in the second quarter when Kyrie started getting to his seat. I mean, it was reported by Shams, and then Steve Nash said it, and then Malika Andrews said it right before the game um, that he was purchased seats to watch the game. Technically, he did, but his family had uh, season tickets courtside directly across from the Nets bench. So he was sitting in those seats. Um, but it was it was weird to see. And then he was able to go into the locker room with his teammates at halftime and after the game. But he's not able to play. Then you got – you had Andre Drummond posting on Instagram about it. Um, you had Kevin Durant, obviously, a, kind of attacking the mayor a little bit. He called him a clown. <laughs> in his uh, post-game presser, he was like, figure it out, Eric, or something like that. So, I mean, the Nets were um, quiet about this issue for quite some time, but no more. 
See, I think everybody's in the same boat, though, because it's like you hear that Kyrie can't play, but he could be in the building. But then finding out he purchased tickets and he's sitting courtside with his family and then he goes into the locker room and then he's standing on the court waiting for KD after his media after the game ended. And it's just like Doris Burke said, she goes, there's just a visual absurdity about this. <laughs> I and heard her say that. And like, she's absolutely right. It's just like, it looks ridiculous. Like what difference does it make? And that's why I think everybody is really just deciding to come down on it now. Even I know Stephen A. Smith said, there is no reason now why Kyrie Irving shouldn't be allowed to play basketball. And you know, like Stephen A. is full, like Kyrie should just get vaccinated, all this. But even Stephen A. is just like, yeah, like he needs, there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to play. And it's just like, I completely agree with Doris Bark. The visual absurdity of it is something like we've never seen before. It's honestly like the NBA needs to get involved. I know the NBA made a rule. You can't break city ordinances. And I get it when like the beginning of COVID, I get it during the Omicron resurgence, like in January, December, that that range, I get it. Like, don't get me wrong. There's, there's stuff that you could go get around it, but I get like why it wasn't really getting worked on with the way the numbers are going down now, the science, the way unvaccinated way players can play unvaccinated fans can come in and how Kyrie could be at the goddamn game, sit courtside, be with the team at halftime, travel with them in practice, but he can't play those 48 minutes is ridiculous. This is a joke now. The Nets, like, this is like, like it's we're almost like the final like 15 games now. And, like, there needs to be some resolution with this. I don't know if Adams is ever going to come down. He's afraid of the lawsuits with, like, the people that he fired in New York City. But this point now is just, it's, it's clear targeting, and it's a joke. And if Eric Adams is not going to change, Adams never needs to step in here. I know they're afraid of backlash with, like, governmental finger figures and politics. They don't want to get involved. When something like this crazy is going on and it's clear, like how like insane that looks, I'm glad Kyrie wins the game. Like I thought, I wasn't sure if he was going to do it or not that we joked about. Like imagine he does that. I'm glad he did it. Cause like one, it shows his teammates that he's all in, not that they ever thought he wasn't, but like, it just shows that like it made it look so ridiculous. He was at the AC tournament on Saturday, like supporting Duke. Cause he's a for Duke. And he was there sun- Sunday watching the goddamn team he plays for as a fan. Like, I think it's, there's, I don't think it's ever happened before. Like, that's probably the first in NBA history that's ever happened. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, like, like you were saying, it is. And KD even said, it's like, it basically feels like somebody's trying to flex their authority and they want attention. And like, it, it makes sense. Kyrie sat courtside at the Barclays Center two nights in a row, but he's not allowed to touch a basketball in the building, but he's allowed to freelance anywhere else he wants. Like, it literally, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And, yeah. and I'm like you said, I'm glad Kyrie went to the game because if he doesn't go to the game, this isn't a talking point. And I feel like Mayor Adams doesn't really receive the message if Kyrie doesn't go to the game. So it, it's I think it was great that he went. Everybody in the Barclays Center was ecstatic to see him. It was like literally when Kyrie walked in, it was like the game itself stopped for like five minutes because everybody was just so amped that Kyrie Irving was in the building. <laughs> Yeah, um, the situation is just such a joke right now. Like, it's such a joke. It like, should be worth uh, noted saying real quick that Mayor Adams actually did a press conference Sunday morning, and at the end, someone yelled at him saying, let Kyrie play. And his response was, Kyrie Irving can play tomorrow. Get vaccinated. That is what the mayor said before the game on Sunday morning. And his get vaccinated was in a very stern kind of aggressive voice in my opinion but 
So that shows where he stands. I mean, I think it's going to come down to Adam Silver just letting the Nets pay the fine because I just feel like, like Katie said, he seems like he's arrogant to me whenever I hear him talk, and he's just trying to prove a point at this point. Yeah, they play against Orlando tomorrow, so I guess that's on the road, so you'll be able to play. But then after that, you have three straight home games against Dallas, Portland, and Utah. At least for two of them, Dallas and Utah, you would need Kyrie Irving, you would think, at least to win. Like, they could not say they can't, but those are good teams. Like, I'd say Portland and Orlando, they could probably handle the business. But then you have two more road games, Memphis and Miami. Then you have three more road, four four more at home. And then it's like, he only has like five games he can play in the rest of the year of the 15, something like that. Correct. He only can yeah. play well, at I Orlando, think... at Memphis, at Miami, at Atlanta. That's it. So his last game be April 2nd, actually. From April 2nd, from April 5th, the Nets have five games left. Three are at home and one's against the Knicks out in New York. MSG. So they'd be little it's it's literally insane. From March 27th on, he'd be able to play in one game. Yeah, I think that's what they said. Within the last nine games of the season, Kyrie Irving will only be able to play one. Just at Atlanta, that's it. Yeah. So, but the other thing is I really enjoyed what Doris Burke said yesterday, talking about the visual absurdity and how ridiculous the whole situation is. Because now that's the national media that's that's chiming in on the situation here. And not like the national media hasn't done it all year already, but at the end of the day, the more big public figures that keep bashing your rules, there's got to be something behind it where like you think at least for a few minutes, like, yeah, like maybe I should do something about this. This is actually ridiculous. I don't know. That's another thing, but I think like you said, Cody, it's going to come down to probably Adam Silver if Mayor Adams doesn't get, um, doesn't get some sense knocked into him. Maybe my ratio on him this morning will help, but who knows? Sorry, I saw that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's not even arguing like, oh, the vaccination, like, should people get vaccinated? It's not even that. It's just everything about everything just completely contradicts itself and it just makes no logical sense. So, like, no one's arguing. Yes, most people feel he should get vaccinated, sure. No one's arguing that. Everyone's just arguing that the laws don't make any sense is what it's come down to. That's why the Nets weren't publicly against it in earlier in the year, like November, December, or even October. They didn't say anything. They hoped something would change. The cases have come way down. They're like less than 2% or 1% in New York City. Um, and it's not, it's, none of that is even relevant this it's simply that the laws just don't make any logical sense um yeah and And i i forget who said it exactly it was it was some reporter and i apologize for not knowing who it is but they said you could absolutely be pro-vaccine and understand that what is happening to kyrie irving is fucking ridiculous (laughs) like and that's absolutely mutually exclusive yeah (laughs) yeah yes like it it doesn't make any sense and everybody sees it that's the main issue one last quick point on this i want to make um forgive me if i'm saying the name wrong but once again this is going back to the nba is going to ultimately have to be the one to save the day i feel like um i think it's tamika or tamika tremaglio the executive director of the nba pa tweeted yesterday the nonsensical ordinance that singles out our New York City players is fundamentally unfair, which obviously the only New York City players it affects right now is Kyrie Irving. Under this current rule, 
out-of-town athletes can come into the city and not be vaccinated, and fans can enter both the Barclays Center and MSG regardless of vaccination status. Yet New York City athletes have to be vaccinated to compete in their home arenas. If this rule is about protecting people, it just doesn't make sense, and the city of New York needs to end it immediately. So she is the executive director of the NBA Players Association, and then the official Twitter account of the NBA Player Association retweeted that tweet. So that is important, I feel like, because this um, union represents players and the ownership and Adam Silver or whatever don't want to get on the bad side of the union. We saw what just happened with baseball. They almost risked missing the beginning of the season. Um, Slightly different circumstances. But this is just another example of not only just the media, but the Players Association pretty much publicly coming out and defending Kyrie Irving. Well, yeah, not to mention also yesterday the biggest voice in the NBA, LeBron James, had True. something to say about it. He, like the face of the NBA, came out and said, This is just ridiculous. Let Kyrie play. Like, I don't know. I don't remember the exact tweet, but he just said it's facts. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, at some point I've been saying it, but hopefully common sense wins. I got LeBron's tweet and then we'll move on. Uh, So someone tweeted Kyrie being allowed to chill courtside and watch Duke play and then watch his own Nets team play but not being allowed to hoop himself is absolutely ridiculous on all levels of common sense. LeBron quote tweeted it and he said, facts, 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 in all caps. It literally makes – and then back to caps, absolutely zero sense. They say if common sense was common, then we'd all have it. Ain't that the truth? 
And then he has like the SMH emoji four times and then hashtag free Kyrie. <laughs> he ain't lying. Damn, you didn't do that tweet. Like you guys just broke that to me. I guess I missed it yesterday. Yeah, he tweeted it yesterday during the game. That's insane. And I, you know, like LeBron and Kyrie had their like own little business in Cleveland. Like things didn't end well. Kyrie requested out. The fact that LeBron publicly has like stated that, and like even despite like all the issues they've had with one another, like when he said like, I think Kyrie made a comment like last year about like how he'd rather have Kevin Durant taking a final shot like the first time in his career. <laughs> you think like with all that like stuff, like it probably hold him back from saying it. That's that ridiculous that he's still saying it. Yeah. Like, and say what you want about LeBron. I know we all like chat him before. He like does is very supportive of like everyone else in the league so i do give him shout out for that like he was very vocal about certain things and if like lebron says something it does hold a little more value than other guys just how it is 100 mm-hmm. all right you guys ready to transition into actual basketball now <laughs> yeah <laughs> so the nets as we're all aware won their third game in a row that's pretty good for the nets but before we go into the next game i just want to do a quick little uh standings update because we're getting towards the end of the season i think there's what three or four weeks left yeah um, like the Nets 15 games 30, right 15 yeah the nets are 35 and 33 um they are two and a half back of toronto for the seventh seed but i'm not looking at the seventh seed they're only three and a half back of cleveland who is free falling they're three and seven in their last 10 they obviously lost Jarrett allen uh, Cleveland's schedule is brutal. It doesn't get any easier. They play the Clippers, who are solid, the Sixers, the Nuggets, um, and then they have they have a little break. They play the Pistons, who the Pistons are not as bad as everyone thinks. So they got some young guys that are hooping. The That's second half, the second half Pistons have been playing some really good basketball. That's what I'm saying. Then they got the Lakers. I mean, anything can happen when LeBron's back in Cleveland because that game is in Cleveland. Then they got the Raptors and the Bulls again. So like their schedule is no joke. Um, I believe they have like the 11th toughest schedule left in the NBA for strength of uh, schedule. And Toronto had the ninth. So like getting out of the play-in is not out of question in my opinion. I've been saying this. Um, Even if the Nets don't get out of play-in, I think an ideal situation would be Cleveland 7 and Brooklyn 8. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Cleveland falls to 7. Then we guarantee at least one game where we get Kyrie Irving in the play-in. Correct. That's, that's even... yeah, that's a big thing because if we if we're seven and eight against against uh, Toronto, we wouldn't have Kyrie Irving in Toronto, and then it's questionable if we have Kyrie Irving at home in the second game of the play-in if we lose the first game. Um, but big two is the game we're going to actually us three the game April eighth. Brooklyn is two and one on the season against Cleveland. They won in November. They won both games of back-to-back in November, and they lost on January seventeenth. So this would be this essentially would win the season series for Brooklyn. I know if they lose, it'd be two-two, and I'm not sure what the second tiebreaker would be. Division division record, right? I think it is. Um, Yeah, I believe it's division record. But either way, that's a big game. Like you gain a guaranteed game on them because, like, I think Toronto's won three games in a row during our three game streaks. We haven't caught up on them at all, but. Like if you if you play a team head to head that you're guaranteed beating them, like this game against Cleveland would be huge. You it's for multiple reasons. That's going to be a, a massive game for the Nets. Um, Cleveland yeah. the division that doesn't show the division record. Um, I'm not sure. The, oh, the Nets are in the division are nine and six. Cleveland is eight and five. 
so they're pretty much dead even. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So if we win that game, if we win that game, that's huge for us. It, it, no, yeah. no two ways about it. We need to win that game. Absolutely. That's a, that's a massive game on the schedule. You got to circle that one. <laughs> Just don't even worry about the second tiger. You win that game, you gain a game, and you win the second. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I agree. Um, so back to the next game. The Nets obviously would end up winning 110 to 107. I just have like kind of a crazy stat in my opinion. The last six games between the Nets and the Knicks have been decided by a combined 24 points. So over six games, like 24 points is absolutely nothing. It's four and points. I, and if you watch the games, like they all go down to the wire. I mean, the Nets have been shorthanded in a majority of those games, like they have every other game. But the Nets have won all six. So they are 6-0 and against the Knicks in the last six games, and the games are decided by an average of four points. And all I have to say is it really pays to have Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving on the floor because that's when they take over in the clutch. And we saw it again yesterday. Kevin Durant was obviously incredible. Uh, he faced double teams and triple teams the majority of the night. The fourth quarter, they were blitzing him at half court with, um, I think his name's I, uh, some Jericho Sims. Yeah, Jericho so Sims. Yeah. They were just like, he wasn't even, he was literally at half court. And the guy was just sprinting from underneath the basket to double team Kevin Durant. Yet Kevin Durant still dropped 53. Um, and the Nets needed all 53. Obviously, he hit the clutch three to give them the lead. And then he knocked down all his free throws at the end. Um, my favorite quote from the entire press conference was Kevin Durant with Malika Andrews when she asked him about his performance. And Kevin said, I didn't know Seth, talking about Curry, was not playing until they announced the starting lineups, which – was two minutes or three minutes before tip-off, they announced it on ABC. Um, I know the beat reporters around one, uh, yeah, 107 tweeted that Seth Curry was questionable with an ankle injury. So what did Kevin Durant do? His response was to come out, play 43 minutes, and drop 53 points in a win. Like, the man is insane. And he was unguardable. Unguardable. Like, best part of the game when he told Evan Fournier that he's tiny, too small. It was just in uh, French. He said it in French. <laughs> like that is elite level trash talk. I didn't know it either until somebody pointed it out. He said, "I forgive my butchering of how I'm going to say this, but he said like trop, like trop petite, and like he did like the little like the like put his fingers very close together, telling him you're too tiny." That I saw it on Twitter like uh, an hour or two after the game. The fact that he said it in French is one of the funniest things I might I may have ever seen on a basketball court. <laughs> Evan Durant loves piecing up Aaron, Evan Fournier. Like he saw last year in the playoffs against <laughs> the Celtics. Yeah, here all the time. Like Evan Fournier is an awful defender, and Kevin Durant has let him know how bad he is. <laughs> and uh, and in the Olympics too, he was cooking Fournier. Oh, that's right. Oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> yeah. three different teams Fournier has been cooked by him. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean Fournier is so you can't defend Kevin Durant regardless and Fournier is just a poor defender in general I mean the Nets attacked him in the playoffs against Boston when he was on Boston so like bad matchup but one last thing with Durant real quick they asked him uh, post game 
and his presser about having to carry the load at home, especially without Kyrie and Ben Simmons. And his response was, I told you all this all before, let me die out there. <laughs> so <laughs> you can really see the sense of urgency with the Nets that they've been kind of like preaching. Um, even the way Steve Nash is coaching, there was a point in that fourth quarter where he was screaming, like heated. I don't know who he was yelling at, but ABC was falling with the camera. Like drumming. my man, it was drumming. Yeah. I, yeah, thought it was the ref, I thought it was the ref across the court because of a call. No, Drummond didn't follow up on something, and he got mad. I saw that. It was definitely Drummond's. I know like, so like, say. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was watching the game with one of my friends, like who's a huge basketball fan. He's a Knicks fan. Uh, I don't know why, but he is. Anyway, he goes, "Oh, I've never, I, I've never seen Steve Nash like that before," and like. Yeah. The Nets, he might be coaching for his job. Um, yeah. There could be some speculation on that. And it's really, like, showing the sense of urgency that the Nets have been talking about is finally kind of coming out. Um, Kevin Durant playing 43 minutes against the Knicks in a regular season game. Obviously, you want different circumstances. But even against Philly, like, they were just – I know there's a little added extra stuff into that. But they just look like a completely focused and different team. Um, Bruce Brown was once again amazing. He had the game-saving play, which is crazy considering Durant had 53. You would think Durant did it. But no, Bruce Brown uh, blocked the pass. I was going to a wide-open Mitchell Robinson for a dunk on the next last possession, basically, where they actually had the ball. Um, so Bruce Brown again. And I mean, there was just players contributing what they could while the Nets were missing their second, third, and fourth best player without Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, um, obviously Joe Harris, and Kyrie Irving. So I, I don't really have anything else to say besides Kevin Durant. Thank you for coming to Brooklyn. Like, it's honestly amazing to get to watch him play every single night. It's a pleasure. It really is. And I, I thought I, – I, I think that was a huge uh, down in morale once uh, Seth was ruled out. KD said, he goes, Seth's a three-level scorer. He's like, I knew I needed to step it up tonight. He's like, I didn't know he wasn't going to play, but I knew I needed to step it up. And that's exactly what he did. 53 points, just absolutely absurd. And, uh, and like I said, with the morale going down, I feel like Kyrie Irving walking in and sitting down across and staring down the Nets bench. He, uh, <laughs> that, that, I feel like that really just put a lot of energy into the Nets. A lot of the guys, I mean, we couldn't make a shot without KD in the game to save our lives, but. But for the most part, KD just carried us to that win. And Bruce Brown, just an incredible play. Off the inbound, what the Knicks had like nine seconds left. And Evan Fournier, uh, in front of the three-point line in the corner, goes to lob it up to Mitchell Robinson for a dunk to take a one-point lead. It would have been like eight seconds left. But Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown swats it away. Nick Claxton saves it from going out of bounds, outlets up. Bruce Brown immediately, as soon as he tips that pass, runs up court. He, yep. uh, Nick Claxton swats it. I believe it might have been James Johnson that caught it, and then he threw it up to Bruce, then turns into a foul game. Nets win. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, like, uh, honestly, I can't say enough about how well Bruce Brown has played since the James Harden trade. Like, I know I'm not referencing Harden, but I was just saying like, it's been since then he's been really great. He was a dead man walking. I remember the deadline. We're hoping anybody would take him. 
because he's just been he fell off so hard from last year. But he's like even looking better than last year's Bruce Brown because this year he's finishing better around the rim. He's shooting better from like range, at least like as a threat, like at least like make an open shot. And he's just playing with some energy and defense. And it's just so nice to see. He's been starting like I think like 15 straight games. And he's honestly earned it. And even when everybody's back, I know probably Ben Simmons takes his spot if like that's his role if he get, does get back. Cause it's kind of like you can't really run both of those guys out there and kind of Ben Simmons does what he does, but a little better. He's really been something, Bruce Brown. He deserves like, playoff minutes. He deserves I don't, like I, like I thought that there's no chance we see him back next year. I'd love to see him back next year. He's really stepped up, and then obviously Durant, they couldn't stop him. Like every double team, nothing you can do. And like yeah, like you said, no Curry, no Aldridge, no Harris, no Kyrie. Not Aldridge. Yeah, like a lot of guys like not playing. Durant needed to score fifty Durant. Like like there wasn't really a lot of scoring options on the court besides like Goran Dragic and Patty Mills. Yeah, and we couldn't we couldn't really score without KD to save our lives yesterday, which is why I was uh, pretty confused why Cam Thomas didn't play at all in the second half. Yeah, that's a I little was just like, that, it, it was a little confusing to me because Cam Cam definitely provides that scoring punch, and Patty just had another off night last night, which we needed him not to have, especially with Seth out. So I mean, it all worked out because Kevin Durant is just phenomenal, <laughs> but. Gotta be better. You wanna know something that's crazy? I didn't notice this. I'm looking at the box score right now. Cam Thomas played eight minutes. He didn't attempt a single field goal in his eight in his eight minutes. And like this is no knock on Cam, but like he when he goes in, he makes sure he gets his shots. Yeah. Which is good because he's a prolific, like talented scorer. But he didn't attempt a single field goal or free throw or anything in eight minutes. That's that's shocking. I didn't notice that before. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's still like feeling a little bit from his past injury last week, but I guess that you just do is when KD's on, KD's on, just give him the ball. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to say too. Like, I think at, at that point, the minutes that Cam played, I think KD scored like, like he was on a stretch of between the, in the first half, he was scoring 27. So, like, right. so like, I feel yeah. like at that point, it was just like, get KD the ball and get out of the way. I'm surprised KD's career high is only 54. I think he would eventually for 53. Like, I wish he broke yeah. his record. He has, like, like 60-point games. For some reason, he's always in, like, the 50-54 range. I think it's pretty low for, like, how great of a score he is. And that's why he's never dropped, like, 60. Yeah, that I, that kind of surprised me, too. I thought uh, before the fourth quarter started, like, he didn't score for the first, like, four and a half minutes of the fourth. And I thought he was going to go break D. Will's 57 for the Nets record. I thought that's what yeah. was going to happen. But yeah. then KD got out to a slow start in the fourth. They were literally, as soon as he touched the ball past half court, doubling him. And credit, credit, to, credit to Jericho Sims because he, like, he was all over the place on defense. He really yeah. was. Like, I mean, you can't guard Kevin Durant, but he did as good a job as helping defensively on Kevin Durant as I've seen anybody do in a long time. I'm just telling you right now, real quick, Anthony, I know you wanted to say something. If Kyrie Irving isn't back to play this next coming week, um, obviously he can play in the next game at Orlando. But if he can't play against Dallas or especially Portland, I see Durant going for 60 in the Portland game. <laughs> if they can keep it close. Uh, I mean, Portland is like – and we talked about this last episode, but they're horrible. They, they traded away their entire team. They have no one that can match up with Kevin Durant, like no one. I mean, most teams don't, but, like, I'm just saying, if that game's close, I could easily see Durant dropping 60, or if they can keep it close against Dallas, who Dallas is on fire right now. So, like, that game concerns me, 
but we'll get into that as it comes closer. Yeah, that was a quick question for you guys. So like, I got that was like debates last week, and that's Twitter about like about this kind of topic. So like they mentioned like who is gonna go down as like your people's favorite. So I, I think there's no question about the best net of all time is gonna be Kevin Durant, but like your favorite, like that guy is like the first guy you think of with the franchise. And I know some people would always be Jason Kidd because just like New Jersey days, blah, blah, blah. But this time as a coach and as a player, both kind of ended ugly. As a coach, he forced his way out to Milwaukee. As a player, he faked migraines and went to Dallas and like wanted to be out and really <laughs> concerned the team. Do you think if Kevin Durant could get this team over the hump, like let's say like they do figure it out either this year or next year and they do win it all, or like they at least get to a finals. Do you think Kevin Durant goes down as like the best net of all time in terms of like fans favorites? Yes, absolutely. Because like we were saying, like we were saying the other day, winning brings fans. Winning brings fans. And KD gives us the best shot to win and sustain winning for a long time. And what sticks that he loves being here. He signed that extension without even certainty that James Harden and Kyrie were getting extended. He says he loves being here. He's always repping the Nets. He's talking about the fans at the Philly game, at the Knicks game. Talking about how he loves being in that, like all that stuff. Like, it's just, it just, like, something about that. Like, I I think we never had that, even like with Darren Williams and like those other guys. They always like were like on board of being here, I guess, but like it was never like, I love being here. Yeah, I agree. I honestly might even, Kevin Durant's going to go down as the best for 100%. I really think Kyrie is the most popular, though. I think the whole vaccine thing and him not being able to play is just boosting Kyrie's popularity. And I don't know. For me, like, Kyrie is my favorite player on the Nets. He has been. I mean, obviously, Kevin Durant's amazing. And I don't know. That relationship between the two of them is just my favorite thing to even see on the Nets. But I don't know. That's going to be tough. But one more quick question. Remember when you got, uh, when we were talking about the role players and what year we thought they were better? This was a while ago. And I remember we all were like, oh, the role players will probably look a lot different come closer to playoffs. And boy, were we ever right. I don't know why. I randomly thought of that. And I was just like, wow, like the next role players are insane now. When they're yeah. fully healthy, their role players are like way better than they ended up being last year for the postseason. Like way better, not even close. And yeah, I guess that's, that's what cool. happens when you add like a Seth Curry and an Andre Drummond who are really good players, and now they're, what, your fourth or fourth best player, fifth best player, sixth? Like, that just shows how deep the Nets are. And their role players, in my opinion, now are way better than they were last year for the playoffs. I couldn't agree more. And I originally said last year's team, but I said I'm definitely going to wait to see how we look post-James Harden possible trade. And, uh, yeah, definitely. You add guys the caliber of Seth Curry and Andre Drummond, that'll change the opinion for sure. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Like this year's now it's definitely this. That was like when we had like DeAndre Bembry, Javon Carter, like some other guys. Now it's definitely a better group, 100%. Yeah. Also, close uh, to DeAndre Bembry, he like tore his ACL or something the other night. I don't know exactly what it was, but he's out for the year. So, prayers to Bembry. Yeah, shout out to him. Just uh, before we go on to our predictions, quick update on Ben Simmons that Malika Andrews game uh, gave before the game yesterday. She said, as for Ben Simmons, Sean Marks has said his team is still optimistic he will return in the regular season. So, I mean, no one really knows 
what's going on with Ben Simmons. Uh, Woj said earlier yesterday, it's been a frustrating process since the trade from Philadelphia. The hope is to continue strengthening that back, but they don't have a definite date or timeline for him yet. Just make it April 8th versus the Cavs. Just do it. <laughs> Realistically, <laughs> I'm hoping the Nets can get like, this might be asking for a lot given how the season's been going. I'm hoping the Nets can get like five to eight games with Kyrie full-time and Ben Simmons playing. Yeah, and they that- can try to get a little bit of cohesion going into the playoffs with that five to eight game stretch, depending on when that happens. But that would be my goal. If everything goes well. So when does that bring us to? That brings us to April 2nd is the fifth to last game, which I mean, if hopefully April 2nd, at least Ben Simmons is back by then. And that game's in Atlanta. So Kyrie could play as well for the last time, maybe. And then, like, the 8th or end of March. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see it play out. But let's make our pick uh, against Orlando. I think I know where everyone's going with this. But, Joe, you can pick first. (laughs) I'll take a win. I'm also going to take a win. I mean, Philly almost didn't beat them last night after James Harden and Joel Embiid, the uh, foul bros, were luckily enough to make enough free throws because they did not shoot well from the floor. They just went into OT with them, right? Yeah, yesterday they went into they OT lost. with them. Didn't they lose to Orlando? Uh, no, no, they, they ended, ended up winning. winning. Oh, damn. It was ugly. It was ugly, but they won. They won by two. But yeah, so me and Joe both took a win. Anthony. And take a win. <laughs> I, I figured. All right. I mean, <laughs> All right, as the standings yeah. are now, I have 27. Cody has 22. Anthony has 21. Oh, man. I can't. We can't catch this guy because now we're all picking the same. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's out of necessity. <laughs> I know. But uh, anything else you guys want to discuss real quick? Um, No, I think hopefully we get Aldridge back this week. Like you said, hopefully we get like some Ben Simmons and Kyrie clarity with at least like two weeks to go. But yeah, let's just win against Tuesday against Orlando and take it one game at a time. Yeah, I'm good. Just keep keep rolling, Brooklyn. Let's go. Thank you for tuning in to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast with Cody, Anthony, and Joe. The Nets are on a nice little mini win streak of three games. Let's keep it rolling tomorrow in Orlando. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.